Hello, guys, and welcome to a very special episode of Anime Podcasters. I am back in my home studio, back from Montreal for the weekend, so we got a special guest and a special podcast. So let's introduce this person that I really much appreciate for staying up so late. What's up, Hotshot? Hello, my Canadian friend. How are you, my American friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you for being so polite and Canadian. Are you so tired? I, you know, I had a long day, uh, a long day, a long week of uh, electroacoustic uh, studies. But you know what? It was fun, and now I'm back in town, and I'm ready for some anime podcasting. I, I legit was like thinking about this podcast all day, like redoing my list, everything. Because today we are talking about anime senseis, anime teachers, the people who teach your favorite characters the ways of battle, the ways of their anime, the ways of their story, how they begin their story. Everything we're going to be talking about those very crucial individuals. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm very excited. I mean, th- those guys can be excited all, all they want, but I'm I'm excited. I love the sensei. Yes. I love the masters. Right, right. I, I mean, so basically, uh, Hotshot and I both have a list of five senseis, and we have one backup one in case uh, we pick the same one, which is probably going to happen. And <laughs> yeah, if if you guys have seen me and Jaden do a podcast together, and it's a list, there's a like ninety five percent chance that one of us has stolen one of the other characters. Stolen. I love the word stolen. I I, I take this from you. Black Star is mine now. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, do you want to kick off, or do you want me to kick off? I'll kick off. Okay. Um, before we kick off, actually, I think it'd be important. Um, when you made your list, like, just go into like what made a your picks for you like what what did you decide like did you just go with like with your favorite characters like what made like well, what's a good a sensei for you what influenced you your list for yourself so what made my list was it wasn't just who trained my best my favorite characters because if that was the case then like like probably four of these characters would be naruto characters what made them for me was that the bonds that they have with the students it's not just about teaching techniques and teaching power it's about how well they can actually connect with them as a person to me. So, yeah, you can train them in all the secret techniques or techniques that you want. But if you don't have a good bond with your student, if you don't have a good uh, teacher and student relationship, nothing is going to work. So that, to me, is the essential in having, to, having a good sensei. Good, 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 good. I really like. I really like that you went that way. What I did, I decided to go for something a little bit more off the uh, left side, the left side of the field, I guess. Uh, something a, a bit more off. I went with like very underrated um, senseis. Like senseis are they're still very good senseis, but I feel like they, they don't get enough love because they're overshadowed by different senseis in their anime or they're just like it's been such a long time since that anime and it's been like 20 years or something and you know we, we we just haven't spoken about them and we forget about them right so i just want to give them like a bit of a spotlight on this podcast that's the way i went about it um so i can without, i can respect that yeah without any further ado please give us your first pick number one i don't believe that you can have a sensei list without this guy on here he's one of your favorite senseis i know that for a fact and it's from one of your favorite shows, Master Roshi. Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z, yes. I mean, you can't you can't really do this list and not have him on there. He's such an iconic sensei. To a lot of people, he's been the first sensei from the original Dragon Ball in teaching Goku, the Kamehameha, and Go- Kid Goku in general, actually, along with Krillin. And... It hasn't even stopped there. He trained Goku and Krillin for the first world tournament, I believe, in Dragon Ball. Yes, yes, yes. And oh, you're even... going back to the old days. I love this. Oh, yeah. And when you first saw him power up, like, okay, I just remember this part really well because I actually used to have the VHS tapes. It was um, Roshi first using the original Kamehameha. So when you first see him, he's just this fragile old man, like with a hermit or walking with a cane. But then when he powers up, you see how ripped he is and exactly how powerful this sensei is. It's just like, holy fuck. Fudge. <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you, Jaden. I would love some. Please go get me some. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but again, my list isn't just based on the powers. He also has a really strong connection when it comes to Krillin and Goku. 
because multiple years later, even when Dragon Ball Z comes around, they still go to Kame House to see Roshi and to hang out with all their friends there. They still have a really good relationship with him, and they still have a really good, uh, really good connection together. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think you, you, you're absolutely correct when you say you can't have a sensei list without Master Roshi. Master Roshi is an iconic sensei. I definitely one that we, uh, that will never be forgotten. And uh, I'm currently watching Dragon Ball Super. And I guess to add on to what you're to to, to build on on onto what you're saying, um, there's we're at uh, right now where Dragon Ball Super is airing at the time of the recording of this podcast. We uh, are in the middle of the tournament of power and master roshi is one of 10 uh, members of universe 7 the, uh, the universe where goku and planet earth is right to basically defend the existence of planet earth i'm not going to go too much into the spoilers here but um he is battling his butt off and is insane absolutely how much uh, of a punch he packs even at his uh, very old age and i feel like going back to the to his story and every uh, to his story in the beginning of, uh, of it all i really liked the tasks that he gave goku i remember just one of them in the dragon ball manga where he just takes a rock and goku and krillin at the top of this cliff and he just throws the rock or it was something it was like this small item he's like go find it first one to find it wins and, like, that's the training. And they, like, spend hours and, like, the whole night. And I don't know how much time, but, like, a very long time trying to find that rock. They make them, uh, they make them do, he makes them do these laps. Like, very, very basic training. And when you think about it, Master Roshi is kind of the, I guess, um, founder of the, of the, of the Z Fighters. I mean, he's the one who trained the original members, Goku and Krillin. So he really is part of the foundation of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, he holds a huge role in everything that is Dragon Ball, whether it just be the, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, or even Dragon Ball Super. He's still, like, uh, in Dragon Ball Super, holds a very important role. He's protecting the existence of, of the entire universe uh, that he's a part that of. Actually, that actually brings up a question, though. If um if Goku had never found Master Roshi, do you think he would still be as powerful as he is now? Um, I mean, if he's I I I don't think so because uh Master Roshi installs the teaches him his uh, Master Roshi teaches him the Kamehameha. Right. No. So no. The answer is no. Absolutely not. So the funny thing is that Goku can train under King Kai or even the God of Destruction Beerus. But without Roshi, all of that would be meaningless. It really would be. Because it'd just be like, well, I meet you, but I instantly die. I mean, he instantly dies anyway, but still. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I think uh, I can go with my next pick. I, I, was there anything else you wanted to add on the, to uh, Master Roshi? Nope. Everything I couldn't say about Roshi, you got covered. Except for one last thing. Go right ahead. But I'm, but I'm not going to bring it up because a lot of my senseis share this trait, and I'm wanting to see that if you pick up on it. Okay, they're all perverts. Damn it. <laughs> all right, so you're going to have – I'm not even going to say it, but I'm totally, I totally – I knew that was going to be it. Yeah. I, I didn't even plan it that way. It just happened. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't plan it that way. J- just shut up and do your first one. All right. My first one is very underrated. Okay, so I I just want to do something real quick with you. Um, name me um one of the most important Naruto senseis. I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. Name me one of the most important ones uh to, who taught Naruto. Like name me one of the most important ones. Any? Iruka. Exactly who I'm picking. You see? <laughs> you see okay. what I mean? Hold up. Before you start talking about Iruka, you stole one of mine. Oh man, Iruka was my backup, and you stole my backup. Oh man, yeah, I, I think, told you. I told you guys ninety-five percent chance. That yeah, this I know, would right? Happen. I think Iruka is a very, 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 very underrated sensei. Um, he really, um, it, he is underrated in the sense that because he only teaches the Genning in the academy, and once they become Genning, they they're, they're, they're transferred to their squads, and that's that's all that Iruka does. I want to remind the entire audience of a very precise uh of two precise facts and why iruka is such a great sensei number one iruka's parents were killed by the nine-tailed fox 
and he still accepts Naruto for who for who Naruto is. Yeah, if anyone would be able to hold a grudge against him, you would think that Iruka would be the one because what is inside Naruto ended his entire family. Iruka is a great, great support system for Naruto specifically. I remember him comforting Naruto after Jiraiya's death. That was a very, very touching moment. Another point I want to... Uh, uh, another thing I want to point to that I just proves how amazing Iruka is is the moment where Mizuki throws that large shuriken towards Naruto, and Naruto's like, like he's basically gonna die. He doesn't have time to get out of the way, and Iruka gets in the way, and it's kind of that like Piccolo getting in front of the Nappa attack to protect Gohan moment. He takes the shuriken to the back to protect Naruto. Um, he's got the most heart out of anyone we see uh, in Naruto, I, th I think. He's a very, very, very underrated uh, sensei in that sense. Uh, I really, really enjoy Iruka. I think that he truly represents what a sensei should be. And he, on top of being a, sense a good sensei, he's a very good teacher. I mean, he teaches all the future of the uh, Leaf Village. He's yeah, responsible he, for the future generations. He teaches uh, the Leaf Nine. He teaches the class after them, meaning like Kanahamaru's class. The only reason that I know this is because it's in one of the uh, Ninja Storm games. I think the only part that he retires in is when Shino and Sai become part of the... Uh, in Boruto. In, in Boruto, yeah. When they become part of the uh, Academy... Uh, academy teachers. Iruka I'm pretty sure now. he's got retired because at that point, like Konohamaru is straight up a squad re leader. Yeah, and yeah. he's actually a pretty big badass. Yeah, like, I know, right? Konohamaru has gone pretty far. Rasengan and all things alike. Well, Rasengan he learned in uh, Shippuden. Right, 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 but like he really perfects it. Like I, I guess, have you seen the Boruto movies? No, I haven't uh, yet. Okay, okay. The, okay, just watch the Boruto movies. You'll see what I mean by perfecting the Rasengan. He does some crazy stuff with the Rasengan. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it. I All mean, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check them out on, in time, of course. But you have now to. I'll take your word for it. They're really good. All right, that's everything I had to say on Iruka. Please give us your next pick. My next pick is, in fact, from Naruto, and it is someone else that trains Naruto, and that would be Jiraiya the Pervy Sage. Right? I mean, you can't. You, I know we're we're having a big Naruto fest right now, but I, I promise you, I, at least for me, the the Iruka was my only Naruto pick. Why? And Iruka was my backup, so right. Jiraiya is going to be the only one that I'm going to be talking about. Go, you're good. Please, please go go on. So when you first meet Pervy Sage, you think that he's just this pervert that just keeps spying on girls, like in bathhouses and stuff like that. But the more you spend time with him, and the more that Naruto spends time with him the more you realize he's just like a grown-up Naruto where he's always getting in trouble, he's always getting into mischief. And even deeper than that, he's the one who actually teaches Naruto what it truly means to be a ninja by having the guts to never give up. And he all, and ah, as well as him teaching Naruto, Naruto teaches him that when... And spoilers alert, I'm sorry. But when is fighting Pain, the leader of the Akatsuki... He almost gives up just flat out because he knows he's no match for him. But Naruto shines in his mind, giving him a reflection of what it truly means to be a ninja and what he has created from Naruto and what he can entrust in Naruto. So he literally goes the final mile and dies with the final breath, leaving everything to his student. And on top of that all, he also trained Minato, the fourth Hokage, a.k.a. Naruto's father, and he was actually supposed to be the godfather for Naruto anyway. Definitely. I mean, uh, these are all facts. These are all facts. You can't deny um, how amazing of a sensei this person is. And um, I want, I, I'm very into the iconic moments uh, recently uh, for Naruto. One moment I absolutely love about uh, Jiraiya is when... Uh, Naruto has no idea, but he's literally on the ledge of a cliff of a super small, uh, like, of super, like, big, like, fall, right? And Jiraiya, right. he, like, I think he just wakes up, and Jiraiya's like, okay, element of surprise. I forget what he says exactly. He's like, this is where you shine, Naruto, basically, was the message here. And, and then he throws him off the edge. Yeah, and Naruto, in that moment, 
summons Gamabunta thanks to his teachings. Thanks to Jiraiya just understands Naruto. He understands students. He understands how to teach people. I mean, well, because if you get down to it, the reason he did that was because he knows how well Naruto can shine in a dangerous situation. Like when his life has gone from a zero to a 10 in the danger meter, he knows exactly what a student can pull off because that's exactly where you realize exactly what you can do. If exactly. Exactly. No, no, that makes total sense. I mean, I agree. I completely agree with that. Though his perviness does get in the way sometimes, because when Naruto finally convinces Pervy Sage to be his sensei, Pervy Sage tries to keep him in Naruto state as much as he can. If you guys don't know, Naruto is the sex is the name of the sexy jutsu. That's the official name for the gender bent Naruto. I absolutely love, like, whenever, uh, uh when, uh, Naruto, she's like, Furry Sage! At first, she's like, she's so like, don't call me that! But then he just accepts it. He, he does that for, like, the first three weeks. I or, like, for, like, the first two I weeks. I love that. Then everything just gives way. Like, okay, fine, I'm a Furry Sage. <laughs> fine. Alright, was there All anything right. else you wanted to add, or is it my turn? Uh, there is one big, uh, m- one big detail that we're missing on Pervy Sage. He was part of the Sanin, with which was the team with Tsunade, Orochimaru, and taught by the third Hokage. Right, right. Oh, I loved. There was one specific scene that I loved uh, when they were training. Right, uh, it's where uh, no, uh, like uh, Saratobi is teaching Orochimaru and all of them how to do the uh, shadow, the shadow shuriken jutsu. Right. right? And then, like, so, Orochimaru uh, throws, like, three shuriken, and then he does the jutsu, and then like, all these shurikens appears, right? And he does it. Then Jiraiya's like, oh, I could, I could totally do that. Like, no worries, no worries, check this out. He's like, shuriken, he throws a, 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 a shuriken, and then he goes, whatever, jutsu! And he just grabs all these shurikens within his shirt and just throws them, like, he just, like, takes, like, ten more shurikens and throws them with the other three that he threw. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shuriken, whatever, jutsu! Like, Tsunade just knocks him out, like, you're an idiot. Again, if that doesn't show you the uh, the similarities between Jiraiya's team and Team 7, I really don't know what does. Right? Like, so, Jiraiya was literally Naruto, Orochimaru Sasuke, and Tsunade Sakura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, think, I think it's going to be my turn here. Yeah. All right. You're good? I'm good. I'm good. Right. Uh, here's... Give me with your best shot. All right. Here's a very, very underrated um, sensei, in my opinion. Um... I think she, uh, at the time that she, uh, and I think it's important to at least bring, to bring up uh, at least one lady on this on this podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. If she's underrated, do you want to see if I can try and guess her like I did with Aruka? Sure. I I'll need even, hints though. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you the anime Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So I. Uh, I am picking Genkai, Master Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho. There, you at the time that the, uh, that Yu Yu Hakusho was airing back in the nineties, Genkai was an absolute like everyone knew that Genkai was amazing. She 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 teaches uh, Yusuke everything he knows, and the bond that she shares with Yusuke is a very very special one. I really I really love I really love uh, her personality. She's very old fashioned, but she's super mega strong. And in Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, at the beginning, she holds this tournament where um the uh, basically it's like multiple. T- Tasks. There's like uh, these like semifinal rounds. There's this run through the forest and everything. And whoever wins, she will uh, pass on her teachings to. And Yusuke ends up winning that. And that's where like you really see her and Yusuke train together. Um, whenever she tries to teach uh, Yusuke the the spirit wave, when, no, when she teaches him how to do the spirit wave, that was a very very exciting um, few block of episodes. She's a great great teacher. Um, she knows how to fight so well, and you can't deny her talents. And she's underrated in the sense that people forget about Yu Yu Hakusho and forget how much of a great show it is. And I need to remind you that Genkai fought in the Demon Tournament. Genkai was there every step of the way to help out Yusuke becoming the spirit detective that he is. Without Genkai, there is no Yu Yu Hakusho. And Yu Yu Hakusho is one of the highest, greatest grossing uh, selling animes out there. So that is why I picked her. You cannot, cannot deny how amazing of a sensei she is. That's my spiel. 
Okay, I wish I actually had more to say on her, but unfortunately, since I've never seen Yu Yu Hakusho, I don't have anything. You never seen Yu Yu Hakusho? I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Genki like, I would, this is old news, Jaden. <laughs> you you know what Genki would say would, would call you in that situation? She always calls Yusuke dimwit. Like whenever he does something wrong, like dimwit. <laughs> You're just Watch a dimwit. Show. <laughs> when I when I do got the time, I do plan to actually take a look at it though. Take at least 113 episodes worth of look at oh, it. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a great anime, bro. I think it's 112. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm telling you it's worth it. All right. Watch you're, it you're, twice. You're trustworthy, Jaden. I can take your word for it. I mean, I, I do host this anime podcast. I mean, uh, that's all the proof. The, the proof's in the pudding. No, the proof is in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this podcast was my idea. Thank you very much. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. You lie. Next pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start this pick off by saying you are not the only one with a female on their pick. Good. Good. <laughs> and this one, I'm not sure if the teacher herself is very well known. But I do know that the anime is very well known, and that anime would be Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, okay, okay. So who is the teacher? Unfortunately, I can't remember her name off the top of my head because the only name that you really get for her, her is in the anime is Teacher. But she's the teacher for Elric and... Uh, or Elric, that's the last name. She's the teacher for Alphonse and Edward for uh, Alchemy when they're starting out. Okay, 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 the, okay. The one, she's the teacher who um who sent him to the island for like I think seven days on survival tactics alone, and taught him to be fighters and alchemy. They they saw her actually use alchemy one time, and then they just begged her to be her teacher. I, again, my memory on this is a bit hazy because me and Kyo have recently gone over a Full Metal Alchemist, but not that recently. But the reason I picked her is because, yeah, she's harsh and, yeah, she's strict when it comes to her students. But at the same time, she's made the same horrible mistake that um, that Ed made and tried to do a human transmutation and saw the truth. And That sounds amazing. That sounds so cool. Right? And something to me that... Um, but unlike unlike Ed, who lost his right arm and right leg, or Al, who lost his entire body, um, she lost like her womb, and she was also pregnant. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna leave that one up in the air for uh, for discussion and for imagination. But the fact of the matter is that she tried to human transmutation, even though she knew it was taboo. And even though she didn't teach Ed it, but Ed did it anyway, for me, somehow, that just connects them in such a way that you can't really break a bond between them. I mean, yeah, she's stricter than hell on these two, but in a way, they're always going to be connected, whether they're equals or whether they're student and teacher or whatever have you. Right, 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 I mean, I mean, that sounds super mega interesting. And I think that... Um, I feel like out of all the picks you've had so far, like, is it fair to say that it's the like the le- least impressive one? But, or or would you disagree with that? Well, just because the other two that I've had so far are super mainstream and everybody knows about them already, and this forget one forget the mainstream element they have. Just, just okay. compare like like I'm saying like like feet by feet. You know what I mean? Like like they're like what they've accomplished as senseis, the people they've taught, what they've gone on to do. Like who who you think in your list? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to like pinpoint her towards. Okay. Okay. In then in the, in that case in my list so far where it would actually be on from favorite to least favorite right. so far. Right. Would would be per would be Pervy Sage, Teacher, then Roshi. And why why Roshi last in that case? Because after his teaching is done with uh, Goku, he just kind of stops. Right, I mean, right, I know right. that, like, in Z and Super, you said he actually gets back in fights, but there's so few and far in between from what I've seen, it's kind of hard right, to, right. 
like say, oh my god, he's still awesome. He's more iconic. I see what you mean, but like, I feel like just because how anime is so intricate and like intricate, sorry. And uh, the thing is, like, when you think about like an anime with like Dragon Ball has so many characters, like keeping track of like Roshi and all the and Android Seventeen and Boo and Cell. You know, there's so much to to keep up with. You know what I mean? So I understand, which I can, which I can understand them not using, not using Roshi because of that fact. But at the same time, like the writer in me is just like the, the androids come to attack and Goku's down for the count. Roshi probably more powerful than Krillin, who is called the strongest human on the planet is just like, "Mm, nah, I just want more panty shots. I'm just like, dude, fight. (laughs) I, I don't know what else to add. I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you wanted to add about teacher, or can I go to my next pick? I Please, go to your next pick. All right. I got nothing else I'm on I'm picking her. someone from Yu-Gi-Oh. That's different. It's ver- th- this this, this uh, character, I'm picking from Yu-Gi-Oh GX, to be precise, on what Yu-Gi-Oh series. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, I actually loved that one, but I don't remember anyone's name except Jaden. <laughs> Can you always call me <laughs> Do you not remember if I say the word crawler? Do you not remember crawler? No, I oh, don't. It's man. been years. Crawler, I'm sorry, but like I, I don't think crawler is one of the best senseis out there or a teacher. I don't even think he's a great teacher. I think he's a great sensei in the sense that I I think he's just a great character. How how can I voice this? He just miserably fails after miserable failure after miserable failure and it's so entertaining and i know we're saying favorite senseis here but i feel like he's teaching everyone who's watching the anime that villains never win (laughs) you can try as hard as you can let me just let let me go through memory lane for you crawler okay right the first time we see Crawler, Jaden is going to uh, his local ci- his city local dueling uh, uh, arena to apply for Duel Academy the auditions, and then it's like he's really late, and Crawler's like, you know what? I'm gonna just go and do the duel for him, and like Crawler's like one of the head teachers, so he doesn't he's not supposed to do the, the he's not supposed to do the duels, right? He's not supposed to be anywhere near those, but he he just decides to to go ahead and do that, right? Right. Okay, and. Long story short, Carla gets beat, beaten by Jaden in the first episode. This, like, head teacher gets beaten by Jaden, who, if you guys recall, gets placed in the, the Slifer Red Dorm, right? Right. So, like, that, it's, like, that I do remember. Okay? So, like, it's, like, one of the, like, lowest-ranking students, like, um, like, uh, beats the, like, the, the top teacher. Like, so, from the, from the beginning, the power structure here is all w- messed up, okay? And then, like... Honestly, like it, it, the first year that he, he's there, um, the only thing that Carly wants to do is just kick out like students who are failing and not doing good. And after Judy, uh, after after sorry, Jaden, Jaden defeats him. Okay, he tries as hard as possible to get like Jaden kicked out, and he, he just every time he fails, he tries to get like Chaz to like duel him, and then that never works. He does so many stupid uh, things. He even hires a hitman to go after Jaden. Like this guy is obsessed and fails every single time. Jaden beats up that um, that uh, uh, hitman, and it just never works out. And I just love his colossal failures after colossal failures, and that's why I'm picking him. Because you actually can like enjoy it when he loses. I mean, I you just yeah, it's just it, it, this character is such a failure uh, of a teacher and a failure <laughs> of a just. It's like it's one of those things. Like um, it's so good. It's it, it, it's he's so it, bad. It's, it's so great. bad that it's hilarious. It's like it's like listening to a, 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 such a crappy song that it's hilarious and it's so good to enjoy because of how bad it is. That's Crawler for me. I actually may have to rewatch uh, GX just for that character then because it sounds like it, when he loses, it's hilarious. I mean, there's even, like, this one part of uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX where there's, like, uh, seven people that have to guard these spirit, key, spirit keys from the Shadow Warriors, and, like, Crawler loses against even those guys. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and relook at it, that then. Oh, man, it's just... Uh, Crawler. Crawler is a very unique character, and that is why I'm picking him as my favorite sensei, in a sense. One of my I, favorite I, don't, I don't know why, but I just pictured you going, Crawler... My bay. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Never. All right, your turn. My turn. Oh wow, we're already on number four, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're blasting through these guys. <laughs> All right, so this one may be a little. Actually, bit... we're key blasting through them. Sorry. Bada. <laughs> <laughs> 
This one may be a little bit um a little bit hard to swallow in the sensei sense, but he is a master in sense. Okay, I picked Crawler. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. bar is so low. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bar is like horrendously low. But I'm going to have to pick Alucard from Helsing Ultimate. Oh, my God. That's a good pick, I think. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it? I'm pretty, it's Police Girl, right, that she's called? Yeah, yeah. It's Police Girl is the one that he trains. Well, oh, my God. The, those two have the most funny relationship. And Alucard, just like the fact that he's immortal. And uh, You know what? I'm... You go ahead. I'm sorry. It yeah, should be your, it's, it's like your um, mine. Yeah. And it, anyway, <laughs> if, if you guys if you guys don't know about Alucard, he's the main vampire in the Helsing series, which and is a great the, anime. And the, yeah, it really is. And the uh, abridged series by TFS is actually awesome too. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, he saves his uh, protege in the first episode by shooting her. And then saves her by sucking her blood and turning her into a vampire. And one of the plots... What a great teacher. <laughs> You're so awesome. And one of the plot lines in the in the series is uh, Sarah's Victoria, the police girl, coming to terms with being a vampire. And Alucard being her master. Now, usually when you think sensei, you think of someone who's trying to push you past your limits. And someone who's just trying to help guide you. But with Alucard, he's just like, you're a vampire now. Figure it out. I mean, obviously, when it comes to, like, the uh, when the shit gets going, he tells her what to do. But for most part, he just gives her the guidelines of, you're a vampire, you have no fear of death. Or, you're a vampire, you can do this. Basically, it's like, I gave you new powers. I want you to help. I want you to discover them for yourself. I don't want to hold your hand. And in some cases, senses like that are actually awesome because, hey, you're not a little bitch. I actually trust that you're going to be able to do this. So, and the chemistry between them is kind of hit and miss in some ratios. There's some guys who say Victoria has a really big crush on Alucard. There's others where uh, Victoria just wants to blast his freaking head off. It, it, it's so very complicated. It really, it really sounds very, very convoluted and just very complicated. It just sounds like one of those really complicated puzzles you get at Walmart and you spend just hours like trying to put together and try to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what makes it awesome to watch at the same time because you're learning, yes. because you're watching Victoria learn through all these with like just the bare minimal essentials Police from girl. her master. Oh, I love that anime is so good. I want to rewatch it now just because you mentioned it. it just oh, it's just I just love because that I mentioned Alucard, you're like, oh crap! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> ah, it's a good anime. It's a good anime. It really is. It really is. All right, all right. Anything else you want? I guess uh, for for me, Alucard. Uh, I love the sense of humor, but. No, I just just that, <laughs> not, not but his sense of humor was amazing, and you know what? A teacher, a sensei with a good sense of humor is a, is always a plus for me. I think, and the the just the venture he goes through with Police Girl and the relationship they have, and the the he kills his own student at the beginning of the anime, guys. Like, do you not realize how like like weird weirdly shaped the story becomes because of that fact? But like, at, but at the very same time. Also remember that he shoots her after asking if he can save her. I know, I know, I know, I know. But like the just just remove the context. Just think of the fact, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Like he, he kills the person he teaches in a sense. It's like, "Hey, can I save you?" Well, yeah, shoots her and saves her. <laughs> exactly. And and like obviously yes, it's the saver and everything, but it's like the person who killed you is now teaching you. Yeah, it's like, that's, which, that's what makes it weird. You which, know, like, at the same time, that shows how much trust that Sarah's Victoria has towards him. It's like I mean, you already shot message. Like, I, but I didn't think she had a choice. To, like, don't shoot me. I mean, I'd rather just die. In, in that situation, yeah. And then it's just like, uh, um, after she becomes a vampire, she's basically, well, I have no choice now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's everything I had to say on Alucard. Can I go to my next pick? You can. Thank you. All right. I am picking... This is a very random pick. People are going to be like, what? Why are you picking that guy? And Austin, I don't think you're going to know this character. It's from My Hero Academia. 
I got nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. I still haven't watched it. So I need to, I, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. I'm picking this character called Shota Aizawa. He's not even a main character. Well, hold up. I, I honest to God want you to give like a pause after saying his name just so people can go, what? <laughs> Shota Aizawa. That's who I'm picking. And you're hearing the name. You're like, who is that again? That's the teacher from UA who's got the quirk. He's basically, I think his uh, his name is Eraser Man or something like that. Eraser Head, sorry. Eraser Head. He, uh, so basically, uh, uh, Hotshot, the way My Hero Academia goes, everyone's got a quirk basically. And his quirk is to erase people's quirks. What? Like if he, <laughs> he, he's got like this like scarf of like papers around his neck. And if he wraps you up with that, like you don't have your power anymore. Oh, shit. So that's that's what he has, and he teaches these students like how to become a hero and everything. And he's an essential part, and them going on their internships, and them learning how to use their quirks properly to become heroes. So he kind of like Iruka, he's teaching the next generation, right? Right. But I want to talk about a specific moment, and this is gonna be, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler. It's not even that big of a spoiler. It's just a little scene that happens in the first like three episodes of My Hero Academia. Um, there's a part where, uh, Midoriya is, has one for all, and one for all, like, he doesn't know how to use it just yet, so honestly, like, uh, he, he, he doesn't know how to control it, basically, so if he uses it, he just goes full blast, and if you go full blast with one for all, you very much damage your bones very badly, so, like, he basically, if he wants to throw a punch, he breaks his arm, that's, like, how bad he is at manipulating at that time, and there's this, there's this exercise where he needs to throw... Uh, a ball, and as far as you can. That's the exercise, okay? That's to, like they're, they're grading people and everything. And um, so what happens here is that um, Aizawa looks at Midoriya trying to figure out how to throw the ball and everything, and he just gets mad. And he's like, "This guy is obviously like All Might. All Might is the number one hero. He's just gonna be another copycat version of the number one hero. We don't want this guy." He takes. One for a second there, he takes uh, Midoriya's quirk away. He's like, "You don't deserve this." So Midoriya can't even throw the ball anymore. And then he gives the quirk back to Midoriya, and he says, "Show me what you got." And in that moment, Midoriya realizes uh, what he can do is just when he throws the ball, just break one of his fingers. Like, still go all uh, all out, but instead of breaking his entire arm, he just breaks one of his fingers. Which right? I and, mean, it's like the lesser of two evils at this point. <laughs> Right, but it's a, it's it's also an improvement. Yeah, ma- massively. Yeah, exactly. And Aizawa in that moment teaches Midoriya how to do that. Because, well, I I guess All Might taught him how to control well for all everything, but he puts that idea in uh in Midoriya's head, and he uh, and Aizawa is there every day at the school teaching these guys. He's a great great sensei. No one ever thinks of Aizawa. No one ever mentions Aizawa, and he needs to be mentioned. I think he's a great anime sensei, and that is my fourth pick. And I highly respect it, though I cannot say anything about it. <laughs> Just agree with me. I agree with you. Agree more. I agree. This is and an awesome t- pick. And now tell me how much you hate Blackstar. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that awkward silence in the podcast. I so hope you do. <laughs> I'm going to put some cricket noise in there. <laughs> all right. Final pick. Oh, no. Already? Come on. I have all night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't, but I do. <laughs> I mean, I only have five picks. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got my fifth. Don't worry about it. All right, go ahead. All right, my fifth is actually a sensei that I don't even think that you know about because it's not originally from an anime series. It's originally from an anime game. That okay. Be- that became an anime series. <laughs> Who is this person? This person, I believe his name is uh, Kirika Sensei. Or it could just be Kira Sensei. I, again, the names are not my strong point when they aren't my native language. But he's the sensei from a game series called Senran Kagura, and basically, you guys can sum that up in one word, and that one word is fan service. But there's a reason why I picked him in the actual anime series Senran Kagura Ninja Flash. He is the teacher to five of the main characters. He's the teacher to Asuka, Ikaruga, Kataragi, Hibari, and Yagyu. And even though a lot of senseis in his position where he's teaching these really cute uh, 
well-endowed students, and they actually comment on that in the series. Um, he doesn't break into like this pervy, overgoing character. He actually stays as a really mature sensei who actually helps them grow. And even when one of the students does something wrong, he actually understands and saying, there's nothing that you could do about it. I was just asking. Or you had no choice in the matter. Like there's one, there's one order he gives to, uh, to the girls after they're ambushed. And that is that he does not want them to interact with the public because he doesn't know who the enemy is. But there's one instance where Asuka... No. Yeah, there's one instance where Asuka and Ikaruga happen to bump into one of these one of these enemies in public and Asuka starts talking to her. But when they come to Kiruka's sensei, he says, it's not your fault. There's, you had no choice in the matter. I mean, it just happened. <laughs> He's actually really understanding and really, really... Um, respectful of the girls. He's not just, ooh, sexy ladies. He's just, he's actually helping them grow as Shinobi. That sounds really, really amazing. I I think this character sounds like one that's very promising and also one that truly understands the students. You know what I mean? And their needs. Do you, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, there, there's even one, um, I'm going to bring up one more episode here. Um, all the shinobi in uh, Ninja Flash have the ability to summon a creature, and he pushes all of them to come forth and summon theirs, but Asuka ends up having a really hard time with it, and he says it'll come when it comes, stuff like that, and he's really, really waiting for it, he's patient with her, and then it comes to a time where Ikaruga goes and teaches her ask permission to teach her instead or help her get over her fear in order to teach her. Right, right. And he allows it. He's not like, no, I'm the sensei, you are the student. He helps, he allows the other students to help the each other. He help, He allows his students to help his students. That sounded so much better in my head, but that's what came <laughs> out. No worries, no worries, no worries, man. All right. Uh, is there is there anything else you wanted to say? I think, uh, I, or can I go to my my uh, last pick? I just, I honestly just kind of want to drill at home that even though he's tre- and if you guys know the Senran Kagura girls, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say they're well endowed and played up really really sexually. Like not their personalities are like, not that their personalities are just like slutty or like overly fan servicey. But just the fact that he's constantly around these girls like seven days a week and he's still just highly respectful of them, I really, really, really appreciate and respect that about him. Right on, man. Right on. All right. That's all I got for him. So now it's your turn to wrap us up. Kind of like the anime hero podcast i'm 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 conflicted i have two characters i really want to pick and they work together very very well and that would be it would be kami and mr popo (laughs) i don't know which one to pick well i mean popo was kind of the only one who did actually any actual training right no, no, Kami trains Goku from Kid Goku to Teen Goku, oh, okay. and he's also there to help uh, train uh, the character uh, Yansha, Tien, Krillin, Shoutsu, and Yajirobe when Nappa and Vegito are coming to planet Earth. Um, I think, can we do the duo thing here? Is this okay? Is this allowed? Well, I mean, those two kind of come in a package deal, so I feel like if you don't, it'd be insulting to them. All right, all right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's allowed. Green light. All right, so here's the thing. I love the way Kami and Popo work together. Uh, obviously, uh, Kami occupies the position of guardian of the uh, planet Earth for a very long time. But we have to remember that um, after Master Roshi, after Master Roshi gave uh, Goku everything he had, someone else had to fill in those shoes. And that was Kami. And Kami did an amazing job. Without Kami's training, okay? Think of it this way. There is absolutely no way that... Goku would have been able to defeat 
pick a little in the third uh, martial arts tournament at the finale in the at the final finale of it all okay and also i really appreciate the fact that um Kami and Popo work together so well to train uh, Krillin and Yamcha and Shoutsu to um to, to to like protect the planet uh, to fight against, against the Saiyans. Exactly, exactly. They they work very well together, and uh, I think Popo is a very underrated. Uh, they're both they're both very underrated characters because they have their time, and then you know obviously Kami um, refuses with Piccolo. We never see him again, and Popo kind of just he fades. We see him in GT a little bit. I don't remember even seeing him at all during Super, or very briefly, maybe a background appearance. But during Dragon Ball Z, they played very essential roles, and that's why I appreciate it. And also, very very important fact, okay. Once Goku is like knocked out by Vegeta, is in the hospital forever, and the the characters uh, Bulma, Krillin, and Gohan have to go to Namek. Without Popo finding the uh, uh, Kami's Namekian spaceship, they never go to Namek. So he's very important right then and there. And he also teaches Bulma some basic Namekian uh, language to use the spaceship. So I mean, very important key roles they have, and I don't think people remember these details, but they happen. And so without those two characters, uh, the anime would not have been the same. And they teach very well. That is my final pick. And actually a little bit more about uh, Kami and Popo. Well, actually mainly just about Kami. The, when you realize that Goku was trained to defeat Go, was trained to defeat Piccolo by Piccolo's other half in the third tournament, that's actually kind of uh, what? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts that one half of your probably greatest enemy in that uh in that time frame ends up being your greatest teacher at the same time right right right. he was they're just great 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 teachers and they work very well together and i think uh uh, i mean we mentioned team four time once might might as well do it twice the abridged popo is the best thing in the world (laughs) i was actually gonna say that the um tfs abridged popo makes me scared of popo I don't even remember the original anime Popo. I Popo's just remember TFS's. Uh, shut up, bitch! You love it. <laughs> <laughs> it goes you, the dirt, the worms inside the dirt. <laughs> Popo's stool or wait? What oh, it was a great, great, great. Oh man, all these squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. <laughs> oh man, they have so many great moments. Go check out Team Four Stars uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yes, yes, please yet. do. They're they're. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Alright, any final thoughts on all of these characters? On all these characters? Or just senseis in general. Final thoughts. It takes an awesome sensei of all kinds to produce this kind of students and the kind of heroes, or hell, even the kind of villains that we're used to in anime series. Whether people start from the bottom and whether they work their way up or whether they're born gifted, everybody still needs a teacher and the skills that when you see a character grow because of it, such as like when Naruto grows or when Maka and those guys grow or hell, even Goku grow, a lot of it has to do with their senseis, if not all of it. So you guys, I mean, I know this is all about anime and I know this is like not the place to get philosophical, but a lot of you guys have many teachers too and just don't take them for granted. Honestly, if if you guys can take that message away from this podcast, um, I feel like we did a success today. Um, senseis are such an important part of everyday life. Teachers are a very important part of everyday life. And uh, I know we're talking about anime and everything here, but I think uh, what Hot Child is saying here is very important, and I, I urge you to remember that. And thank your teacher next time you go to school because they're there to help you learn. And these senseis that we mentioned here, obviously they're fictional, but anime is a form of art, and art can be anything in the world, honestly. It can be, it can represent anything. It's all about creativity, okay? So I feel like there's a little bit of real life in anime. These teachers, you know, they have personalities. They have a life. They have uh, a mission. They have a goal. They have aspirations. They have values, just like human beings. So I guess there is, there is a relationship you guys can make with uh, real life and anime and these characters. So... Uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, once again mention my uh, list. I had Iruka, Crawler, Aizawa, uh, uh, Kami, (laughs) 
Popo, and uh, I think that was it. I'm missing one. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing one here and there. But that was, you just go listen back to the podcast, First Thing Comes. That was my list. What was yours, uh, Hotshot? My list was Master Roshi, Pervy Sage, a.k.a. Jiraiya, Teacher from Full Metal Alchemist, Alucard from Helsing, and Kirika Sensei from Senran Kagura. There you guys go. All right, so... Uh, Hotshot, if people can f- want to find you online and check out your YouTube channel, your Twitter, everything, where can they find you? You guys can find me over on YouTube at um, Hotshot Ginger. Yeah, it's not Hotshot Ginger Gaming. It's just Hotshot Ginger. I'm a Let's Player. I'm going to be trying to get some skits and everything going with GoPro Kyo, who's another friend of ours. You can also find me and Jaden, actually, over on the Daydreamer Studios channel the Dreamcasters channel and the Daydreamers Gaming channel when we get that up and going. You can also find me over on Twitter at Caution Ginger and you can find me actually on Facebook, my Facebook page too which is uh, Hotshot Ginger as well. There you guys go. All the links for that will be in the description. And finally for myself, um, you can subscribe to uh, my channel, Giant Music. You can also follow me on Twitter at Giant Music, Facebook.com slash Giant Music. Just everything Giant Music is my uh, is uh, my platform and everything. Uh, if you guys enjoy anime podcasters, you like these conversations, these anime topics, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you just type in anime podcasters on iTunes and you'll find us there. There's also the SoundCloud channel. Just follow my SoundCloud. Once again, soundcloud.com slash giant music and obviously subscribing to the channel is what you want to do to get the podcast. And finally, a big, 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 big shout out and thank you to at GoProKeo. He on Twitter. Go follow him. He does all of the artwork for anime podcasts. He's a great guy, super cheap race for any animation, uh, drawings, anything you want. The guy can make it happen. He's a great, great, very talented artist. And very, honestly, like, very cheap prices, I, th- I think. So, very affordable. If you guys don't have that much of a budget, I promise you that GoPro Kyo uh, can find a good way to help you with your project. He's always very flexible, always available for work. Very good artist. Does all the artwork for uh, for us, and he's just so talented. I love his artwork so much. I I just I still can't believe that he I get to have him do artwork like for us. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. You do work for us. We help you out. It's just natural. No, I know, I know. But like, I just I look at him like this is awesome. It's so cool. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean. Trust, trust me. I do. I do. Oh, he's so talented. I mean, like whenever he draws stuff for you, like like aren't you just aren't you just like oh my god that's that's for me? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like I'm like Christmas. Yep, and all my uh, my avatars, if you guys have ever actually seen uh, the Let's Play I have up right now, all my avatars that I use to express my emotions, that's actually hand-drawn by, by uh, Kyo. Super talented, super talented. He's got a YouTube channel, Go For Kyo on YouTube, uh, Go For Kyo Arts on Facebook. Just go, go, go subscribe, Facebook, Go, go like, send Kyo some Twitter. love, please. Go. Send him go. love. He's, he's worth it. All right. That's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you, Hotshot, for coming on. Thank you for having me, my Canadian friend. Uh, You're welcome, my American sensei. Sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Peace out, guys. Later, guys.